new for 96 with your hosts Kevin McCauley and Chris Nguyen. See, this table is much more practical. How? It makes so much noise. Slam the glass. Don't. At least with the coaster, it doesn't do that quite as much. But I put the glass on the that, and it's. Yeah, don't do that. Well, I was illustrating a point. You're going to ruin my vintage-worn Plattner side table. It's a nice table. It's a worn Plattner. Thank you. I don't think this one's vintage, though. I think this is a modern production. But it used to be over there. I'm pointing to the corner of the room. But Kevin <laughs> thought it was a new table because he's insensitive. No, I didn't think it was a new table. I said it was a new position. No, you thought that there was a chair there. No. I take offense at this. No, I thought You've this been was up in here the hallway. So many times. This was in the hallway. This was in the hallway like maybe eight months ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was a long time ago. That's like if I got a haircut and you are just noticing it now. Mm. You're driving me to this. Oh, my God. Um, But it's a good table. I moved the other table <laughs> it's a beautiful table. Yeah. Um, what more do you want? Yeah. Welcome to the world's most boring interior design podcast, where we talk about where I put things in my house. I did move. Should be a thing. My, Have you ever considered doing an interior design podcast or a furniture podcast it's with someone a else? Visual medium. I don't know. Possibly. So was car brochures, but that's how this started. That's kind of how that started. Yeah. Uh, that didn't last long, did it? No. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Also, also because we would buy new brochures for every episode, and it got yeah. to be like ex- you know kind of expensive. I it guess. did get expensive, and again, it's it's uh, it's such a visual thing. We would just get into talking about the visuals, and yeah. it's like there's just no way because no one's reading along on Instagram as we're right. listening. Well, and by the time the episode went up, we would forget to post it to Instagram. Yeah. Ever. So it was just like, it was such a disconnect in a way. If it were like, if we had had, that would still be a boring TV show. Like where you're just like, look at this brochure. I think it'd be pretty good. Uh, Look at this. You see that (laughs) photo there? I don't know. I'm pretty into it. Yeah. Uh, It'd be like a Bob Ross thing. Uh, Only instead of us making the brochure, we're just, I guess, dictating, narrating it. Whatever. Anyways, it's fine. Hey, welcome to another episode of New, New for 96, Interiors Edition. Yeah, the thing about yeah. those brochures, though, I still I just love that type on those BMW brochures it's from the good. 90s. It's the good. gray and the black Helvetica. The problem is, uh, of all the things to translate to audio, typography is probably the worst of them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're going to record 40 more minutes of this just to make sure. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but that's fine. We've, we have, uh, transitioned into transitioned whatever this is. that in our, what season would this be if this were a normal, I don't know, like a TV show? Would we be uh, one of those like new TV shows where there's only like 10, 10 episodes, which or, is stupid. Or Frasier where there's 24. Yeah. And counting. I don't know. Which one would we be? Well. We're an hour long. This could be, the se- this, if we were Frasier. Yeah. This would be the season premiere of season three. Because it's episode 49. Oh, yeah. We're season three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a lot of seasons. 
Yeah. Or we could have even more seasons if... And season three might have started in 96. What if this is our, like, end of our fourth season? Uh, about to enter our fifth season. Oh, yeah. If we were a 10-episode ten, ten situation. Mm-hmm. A mini-series. Oh, no, it wouldn't be a mini-series, I guess. Uh, An anthology series. Sure. I think that would be different hosts every time. Oh, I guess. I've mm-hmm. actually never used that. I heard that term used before. That's like what the... um. Like American Horror Story and stuff is. They call it an anthology? I think it's like an anthology series where it's like different. It's like every season's a new cast of characters. Oh, you know who's on there? Dylan McDermott. (laughs) Dylan McDermott. Are you thinking of Dermot Mulroney? (laughs) (laughs) I just started uh, re-watching The Practice. Oh. And we just got into a whole thing the other day about Dylan McDermott. I edited the last episode, so I would say that what Chris is watching on Hulu is worse than us talking about Oh, whatever. I'm reliving the 90s through uh, television shows that I used to watch as a kid, which I didn't watch like normal 12-year-old or normal like kid shows. I would watch like um, Designing Women, Cheers, Frasier. 90210. 90210. The Practice. Elementary School. The practice, because I was really into seri- uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, procedural. Oh right. Yeah, right. dramas. So that's why I'm the way I'm today. Yeah. Yeah, you're making fun of my little. Can't dispute it. Like you gave me such a look with my little tiny sanitizer bottle that I keep in my pocket, because I'm a reasonable human being, and who wouldn't carry a tiny, um. Uh, did you peel the sticker off? Or did it wear off from? Pockets? I peeled it off for discretion. Okay. Yeah. Discre- is Do that... we have a real topic? No, I don't know. Discre- what about discretion? What's that? What about? Discre- were you about to ask a? Is that the right word for discreet? Yeah. Discretion. I guess viewer discretion is advised. Oh yeah. No, but discreet means, you know, low down. Mm. Is that a plane? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on like a route to yeah. Hobby mm-hmm. Airport, unfortunately. Yeah. People are going to know where you live now. Shit. They're going to triangulate uh, the locale. Got to move again. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the wagon's on bat. And by the time this episode airs, um, <laughs> the wagon will be By the time this no airs, it'll be, be, it'll be collecting dust at its new place. I did actually, someone asked me if I could store it. Uh, like, so if they bought it and, or want it, bought it. Uh, and For how long? Two to three weeks. That's reasonable. I would do it. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, like, especially if, if they won the auction. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say, no, you got to pick it up now. And then right. be unaccommodating uh, mm-hmm. to that. That is such a weird it's such a weird um, situation because it's the best and the worst because it's the best in that you're kind of uh, done with the sale within a week, basically. Right. It's the worst because you only have a week to sell this car. And so it's like, it's kind of, it has its own momentum, but at the same time, like all like everything has to happen so quickly. Like I think there are people who would take a week to decide if they even want to go look at a car sometimes. Right. And then someone has to decide, okay, 
here it is. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to, you know, get financing arranged or, you know, transfer money or do whatever you have to do and arrange mm-hmm. for shipping and do this and that. Like all of a sudden, um, all at once and, uh, and the, within a week because you have to be sure is, you can do this. Well, and also to the, to the buyer or the, or the bidder, you're in the mindset of like, I didn't even know this car existed three days ago, yeah. and now I am prepared to own it. You have to it. be ready to have it immediately, basically. Yeah, uh, and so, you don't know what's coming next. No, so that's the crazy. Like it's such a accelerated experience of car selling and buying. Could you imagine trying to sell this car for? I mean, now fair market value is subjective, especially now in the yeah. bat world. But I mean, could you imagine trying to sell this car if that didn't exist? Yeah. Like it'd be on a forum for a long time until someone came along willing yeah, to Yeah, the right buyer and the whole thing. And uh, I mean, you know, there is that, uh, that thread that I told you about on a BMW forum that follows uh, E91 listings. So BMW wagon listings. And what else? What have they said lately? Um, as of now, not a lot. Okay. Yeah. So I think there's just not like a lot to... There's not a lot to, like, we spent so much time making sure that there was nothing to talk negatively about. Like, you know, yeah. it was... It's a good presentation. And yeah. not just and not just my photos, but your, it would have been better with your original, sto- you know, your original uh, explanation and everything, your original write-up. But, I mean, it's still all yeah. these things, all this completeness that you yeah. included. And what Kevin means is, um, you know, Bat has their own process. And the only way that I could... Uh, think about how to describe the car because I looked at so many bat listings over the last few years that I could only write my description in the bat format, you know, mm-hmm. seller states, you know, <laughs> seller alleges like, uh, oops, shit. What was that? Oh my You're... God. <laughs> this is the new table, by the way. Maybe this is not a good podcast table. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's still reverberating. I know. I'm going to put that sound effect <laughs> in the intro. Oh, God. Uh, so I wrote out this. So what I did was I, I went through like 10 different auctions for BMW wagons. And I formed my description in the same way that Bat had presented those listings. Just just so that I knew I was covering my basis as far as like details go. And... Anyways, I submitted it and they didn't make any comment about it. I did, I like asterisked it and I said like, sorry, I know like this is in the way that you would normally write it. I'm not like a weirdo. Uh, this is just the only way that I could um, figure out how to detail all, all the details basically. And when it came out, the description was nothing like uh, what I had written. Like, I mean, the, the facts were there, I guess, but um, it, in a way it seemed like... Um, it was rewritten worse, um, less detailed. Yeah. So I ended up reposting what I had written. So I, I posted Craigslist listings for the auction uh, in basically all the major corners of the United States. So from Seattle to San Francisco to LA to so do people Houston, email about to Miami e- to New York? Email you about those, or they just go to the auction? Um, I mean, the desire is for them to go to the auction. No, I've had people like email me from the craigslist um listings but it was never like oh just discovered this on craigslist it was more like oh saw this on bat too like Hmm. cool presentation uh so 
so whether or not it has garnered extra um, attention, because again, you only have a week, so you might as well um, blast it out wherever you can. Uh, yeah. So, and then the forum, uh, they they commented. One guy commented, like it was. He commented. I couldn't tell, like, because of course you can't tell, like intonation on a forum but mm -hmm. it sounded sarcastic like whoa this guy's really pushing hard like to sell his car yeah that's how i and it's like it. yeah i mean like and then someone else responded in how i would have if i wasn't stalking this thread right it's um, called lurking lurking whatever. lurking is when you yeah. read but don't comment yeah i'm sitting behind a digital ficus <laughs> so <laughs> um but yeah and someone else commented exactly what i was thinking is like you only have a week to sell this car. So yeah, of course, like why wouldn't you push it to wherever you can push yeah. it to? So yeah. there you go. Uh, but the auction as of right now is doing well. Um, yeah. When we record next, we'll have, well, the auction result will already have, it's ending on Tuesday in two days. So people will have already so seen exciting. it. Uh, so I'm hoping that I, I, I can state it now because the auction will have ended already, but it has currently met reserve. Mm -hmm. um so that's good at least um and where it goes from here we'll see it just it just passed reserve just you know marginally yeah right now um so yeah we'll see in two yeah. days time yeah on tuesday i was at my computer i saw the tweet from bring a trailer with yeah the listing and then you called me immediately after because you had gotten the email saying it listed and, yeah. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. It was very exciting. It was very exciting because um, another um, another manual wagon had just ended, and I was texting you. This is during the day. I was like, I think my car is going to list in a second, and then you you said, I think that is unlikely. And then later, like I think at eight o'clock at night or seven yeah. o'clock or something like that, it popped up, and it literally I just opened my computer mm -hmm. uh, at seven o'clock. It was seven o'clock, and the email streamed in. How many flights are there? This is like the third plane to have passed by. Um, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, I opened up my laptop and there was the email uh, that stated that, the, that it was now live, which I now see how, like, I'm surprised they don't have like a text system. I mean, they do actually. You can um, you can get alerts by text, but I, uh, I don't know if you get like a, if you can get an alert like through your phone that your listing has just gone live but because mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who say like oh I didn't even realize this had gone live yet like and there oh. are there are like already four comments um but so fortuitously I just opened my laptop and there it was I called you because I was just like oh my god it's up it's up it's up here yeah. we go here we go uh yeah. no, it, was it was very exciting it, it was, was very, exciting. very it was a little surreal to see like the photo yeah you know in the feed yeah yeah uh and so far so good i mean people have had nothing but um compliments about the photography which is great um and the detailed uh i was surprised i was surprised at how many people commented on the presentation and the photography because i thought they were good but not i i i was happy with the work but also i was like oh you know we could have done something different oh, sure. or whatever yeah but i've i've seen other cars with really good photography listings I agree. i've never seen this much praise for the I, photo i would have to agree with that like no they're wonderful photos but you know we have shot like you know 100 plus photos so you know the expectation that every photo is going to be this perfectly composed thing is not going to happen um unless you just had like a month to shoot the car right. uh so 
But I mean, I there were I think there were enough um, good hero shots, and there were many hero shots mm-hmm. that uh, that set the tone for right. everything. And I mean, like the other photos uh, were by no means like badly shot. It was just like they were shot. Uh, with intent and not like a Craigslist sideways photo or like things cropped out weird and mm-hmm. this and that. So I'm glad that people are enjoying it. Um, totally. Yeah. And uh, you posted it on your Instagram and then you immediately texted me like, this is, this <laughs> not is not doing, doing well. as well as the not other well. photos of <laughs> I like blame you. Porsches and anything else. Uh, yeah. I, as of last checking, I got 600 plus likes. So, um, that was the equivalent of when you like post people and other non-car things. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. no, but people seem to be, um, it's a good, it's positive reaction. So I'm, that like gives me relief because yeah. it was so like hand ringy. This is my first bad option. Well, I mean, ever since you bought this car, you probably knew it was going to best case. It was going to, this was going to happen. Like it was going to be listed on bat. No. Right? Didn't you think? I mean, I bet you if we rewind um, episodes, you probably said you're going to keep this car I, for a long time. I think I said this was going to be a forever car. Okay. Well, but you had to think if I sell it, this is where it's going to go. I probably did think that. Yeah. 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 Because plopping it on like the normal marketplace, I think, would not have been as ideal. Hello, listeners. This is Kevin. I wanted to include uh, a piece of audio and I wanted to just set it up for you. So during the last 10 minutes of the auction, I told Chris, I'm going to call you and we're going to record the call and go through this for the pod. And that's what we did. It ended kind of anticlimactic. So I was not sure if this would be even usable, but um, I thought it'd be interesting to get the full unedited experience out there so enjoy or not this call is now being recorded hello hello <laughs> nothing like doing this in a extremely quiet office with everyone listening oh <laughs> oh right. well i don't feel bad so you've got uh, we've got Four minutes and 42, 41, 40 seconds left in your auction. Yep. This is How true. are you feeling? I am fine. I've been... Oh, it's gone up. Okay. Oh, like you don't have this up already. Uh, well, I, I'm in my laptop in a closed conference room because um, the only people who understand this our car people and otherwise we just look really silly uh i mean yeah okay yeah like i was actually hesitant to post it to my uh my instagram stories just because it's not a car instagram um and i assume people assume that bring a trailer means that uh i have totaled my car and so someone must bring a trailer to pick it up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that not what it is? Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. Um, I liked any photo that uh, praised the photo, oh, or any, any comment that praised the photos. I was like, oh, thumbs up to that. Um, yes, I noticed that that all the comments in photography had at least one like. Who's to say who that okay. was? Oh, you got another bid. 
Another bid, another bid. So if it ends Good. just like this, how would you feel? There are 627 watchers. That's like 100 watchers every day. Yeah, there's 12,000. Oh, the view count counter is like actively moving. 12,530. 17.5. 17.5. Ooh. Minute and a half to go. Wow. I am not reading it like an auctioneer, although I would like to. How about you? You there. <laughs> 17, 7,500, 17, 750. Do we have yeah, 17, yeah. 800? <laughs> okay. We got two people bidding. Um, and I've never heard here. of these people. Have these I people bid either. before? They previous, so Silver uh, Laker. I have not seen him so. place a bid yet, but um, that second to last one, uh, he contacted me about how much I wanted to sell the uh, intake manifold for. So, mm. Oh, okay. Ooh, the bidding war has commenced. This is exciting, yeah. and I have nothing on the line here. This is exciting. Are well, you getting to the, to the point? Story. Yeah, it's getting to the point where uh, it's getting to the point where if it sold for the amount of the bid, you wouldn't be too disappointed. No, no. Um, you know, I, I set my expectations at the reserve. Uh, so that was basement. And it, and it beat the reserve like days ago. A few days ago. Yeah. So we are Weeks ago. Um, in good territory for sure. Yeah. Uh, a minute. I would like 15. to think that the present, yeah, and but for as much effort as we put into the presentation and as much effort as uh, I, took to get the car to um, where it is now, just all the maintenance. I would love, of course, to see it go past um, the previous record for the exact same spec. We have 50 seconds. Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> it really ups the ante when that bar turns red. I know. It looks like there's five Ooh. seconds left. I know. Oh my oh god. Oh man. Where are we going? Where are we going? Oh my god. 29 seconds. No bids. No bids. It's at 18,000. No this is usually when people kind of start momentum. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, oh someone's like a bid. The same two people. The same two people are duking it out. Wow. They're duking it that out. Some nerve. We have two minutes Waiting here. like 20 seconds left to go. Now we're back up to two minutes. Yeah, back up to two minutes. Daniel asked me to conference him in. I don't know how to do that. Let me try. Okay. Are you still there? I am still here. Okay, sorry. I don't know how to do that. I thought I could, but, you know. Do we not have Daniel from Portland on the line? We do not. I didn't want to... I was pressing buttons. I was able to bring up his contact. Anyway, it's fine. So there's 55 seconds left. No more bids. 18,250. Like, no one's bidding with real conviction here. They're just doing the minimum. I think because cause they want to they wanna snipe the auction. So... They should the know. Bid. 
Yeah, when you place a bid, it extends it two minutes, but because, yeah, they're going in $250 increments. Should I comment? <laughs> if you want. I, Whatever I say is going to be really lame. Oh, here goes, maybe. Here we go, maybe. Here we go, maybe. Oh. Four, three, two, one. Oh, what happened? Oh, sold. It sold. It sold. Okay. I feel like I'm really disappointed. You know, it didn't beat the last one, but it's fine. It's good. All right. Well, <laughs> this is going to be like there we bad are. content. It's like 2016 no, well, night. Oh, my God. Yeah, I won't lie. I was hoping that it, it would go uh, a little bit higher, but um, I'm also... I, re I really thought it would hit 20. Yeah, I thought it would hit 20 at least, too. Oh, well. Uh, I'm, All right. I'm content. Like, this is fine. Okay. That's good. All right. Well, that's a, okay. that's a bad auction. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Goodbye. Okay. We will discuss this further. Yes, we will. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. So that was our call as it happened. Um, and now uh, enjoy the rest of the show, which was recorded about a week earlier. And he's already beaten that hodgepodge other E91 that that listed that that was that ended that day that you're supposed to. It did. It was a, um, it was an LCI. I think it was an 09 or no, it was a 10. Um, but it was an M sport conversion. Uh, yeah. And it was fine. I mean, it looked, it could look good. It was high mileage. So it was like 137,000 miles or yeah. something like that. And it had some mods. And it's a mod. Weird history. It, it sold for a pretty decent price considering. It seemed low considering, but. Really? Least... I thought because of the miles, because I will oh, say yeah. that's the one pitfall of the, um, not the pitfall. I guess like with a with like an old Porsche, the value is going to be pretty consistent, yeah. uh, regardless of mileage. It's really just more maintenance. Uh, I think with the with the E ninety ones, I've noticed that like the lower the mileage, the higher the price. Um, but like when you start piling on into uh, well above a hundred thousand miles, I notice that it starts declining in value a little bit. So that's why I was surprised that this one. Um, went for as much as it did. And, uh, like I saw on that thread, um, that the buyer backed out. And so the seller was like, obviously super bummed. It's a dealership, uh, that specializes in, um, uh, BMW wagons. Uh, and there's a story related to that related to my wagon as well. Um, but, uh, so it was on, this forum like uh, being offered up like, Oh, uh, guy backed out, you know, that's doing what they can to pursue the guy. But I mean, there's no like obligation to buy the car. It's just, you lose your money, you get banned. Right. Um, and then like a few days later I checked back and he sold the car to, I think a runner up buyer. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, and they're going to put, um, they're going to put in, I think he said an 
S55? No. He's going to put the, what is the, I forget, the 335, 335i engine, the um, N54. 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 Uh, so he's going to put an N54 into it. Hmm. Which, like, it's kind of like a good wagon to go already. Uh, so it, he'll be, I mean, it's fine. Like, if you have, I guess, I guess the when name. you have the high mileage and you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if the mileage is higher and it's, yeah. it's already, it, it, it already is not like a yeah. pristine I think car, at that so point, then... like, the more miles you put on it, it, it it's going to kind of be devalued anyway. So you might as yeah. well have fun with it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and it's already set up to go. Like, otherwise, everything else, I mean, it basically is an M Sport now. Right. So, um, so yeah, there's that. Cool. So that seller has sold many other wagons on Bat, and today I met up with a um, potential buyer, local, uh, nice guy who actually it turns out we have a lot of mutual acquaintances and friends, um, and he bought his wagon. He showed up in an E46 Touring mm-hmm. um, that he bought from the same seller on bat and the unique part of this e46 touring was that it was an smg wow uh which he said that they only they they were less than 100 spec in smg (laughs) and which makes it like extremely rare yeah and it's such a strange combination do you remember when uh one of the times daniel sloan was on the pod and uh we had these trivia questions and yeah. we asked him to name oh yeah like four like three or four BMWs that that came with SMG but yeah. weren't M cars. Yeah. I mean it's such a small list cuz SMG was such a short time frame. Yeah. Oh and, totally. Uh but that was one. That yeah. was one that I didn't know about before was the E46. I knew I knew that it, uh people specced them in 330i E46s but I'd never heard of anyone spec- specking one in a wagon. Yeah. Because this would have been a... 323? 325. Okay. Because uh, it was the facelift oh, E46. Right. Sorry, LCI. Mm. <laughs> uh, so it would have been a 325i. But that's such an interesting like way to spec a car. Um, because it's not... I mean, it's a special transmission. Um, people have mixed opinions about it. Um, but... Like it's essentially in a non-sport version of the car, uh, so it was a it was unique. It was my first SMG um, experience, mm. and like it drives, it does drive like a manual. That's the thing is that like it resembles drive, and it is a manual technically. Um, it just is a essentially robotic clutch, right? So, um, but yeah, so it was it was just like it was such a a different experience um and it was i'm glad i tried it because i've again i don't know that i would have ever um tried out an smg like in an m3 or anything like that mm-hmm. so um uh a small world all around yeah, i suppose that's funny yeah um so yeah we'll see how it goes very cool we'll have an update although you'll probably already know about it because <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll surely post about it on social media yeah uh so um we have been so now (laughs) our daily drivers are uh in theory problem free japanese automobiles how's Uh, that working out for us 
I spent all weekend working on the car, the LX470. But you were just changing light bulbs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was installing stuff, and uh, it. <laughs> I hate the snowball effect that I that happens with me, where mm-hmm. like I think I'm just gonna do this one thing, and it turns into twenty different projects. So I still have left to do. So installed like you know better bulbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, installed Pia's because it's um, uh, country correct okay. for the car truck whatever we want to call it i don't know that we're going to call it a truck even though it technically is a truck we may have gone over this whatever um and i installed like some i installed like a bluetooth module in there for streaming and i'm going to do a running board delete i need to do that still mm-hmm. and then a uh trailer receiver um delete i guess because it came with the toyota one on there actually really that really bothers me for some reason when people leave the trailer receivers on there and they don't have they clearly i mean they don't tow anything they're not towing anything so it's just like this thing that's dangling under the car and it just looks is it i mean does it look like a trailer hitch is that is that what it is is that yeah it's a receiver so the hitch is what you attach to the receiver i see so it's the it's the like square okay hole yeah it bothers me that that's there when I, it's not I in just, use. I don't know. I, it's, I see it as like extra utility. It's like one more thing this can do. Maybe. It's not like a brush guard or something. I, I feel like it's just, or the equivalent of like a roof box or something. I I don't know. There's something about it to me. Maybe it's because it's under the car and it's so unfinished looking. Yeah. Um, That it looks, it just looks like you're in the middle of moving like oh, wow. or something. I so thought, I never thought of it that way. Really? Okay. That's fair. I'm going to, take it off anyways um because i have nothing to tow okay so should we get into boat should we start nautica for 96 what if you towed one of your cars when it broke i would i could do that i guess and the other two are prone to less working capability the celsius what what if you towed the celsius well i guess the lx is not radwood eligible but i was gonna say if there was something where you could tow the celsius to it would it be like a cayman or a cayenne cayenne and a towing it like the trans-siberia only it'd be like uh a heavy v8 towing equally heavy v8 car yeah yeah um i could do that oh yeah yeah i mean i could Maybe if there was another Radwood Austin following this one that we're going to miss, um, I would consider that. Uh, considering that, uh, actually, the car was fine. The Celsius was fine riding up. It did at one point, the Celsius. I, I, do you remember me telling you this? Like, when, in one of the small towns that we stopped at, like, the car turned off. Like, it stopped. Hmm. The, the engine died. Um, and it, I think it was an ECU problem because they're prone to, Oh, you did tell me that. Yeah. And it was just like, it was jarring because it just can't, you know, mm-hmm. I think it, one in part, I was not expecting it because it's the unbreakable car. And then two, it just like stopped in the middle of like a tiny town. And that would, that would have just been like a movie in the making, like, uh, this Japanese car at a local, like small Texas town mechanic, um, <laughs> like, Anyways, um, but it's fine. Like that car is pretty sturdy and never dies. I think I think it's just an ECU problem where you have to solder, like one transistor that goes out or something like that. It's oh, the weird. one flaw. Yeah, that's the flaw. That's the flaw. Um, so, um, pardon me. I think I just burped into the oh mic. Oh my god. Yeah, I throat farted. <laughs> okay. Into... Do we have some topics written down? Okay. 
Um, I don't know, Kevin. Do we? I yeah, we had like papers to rustle here. I know. Then... I can add that in. Uh, okay. So I you, posed. You posed a good question. Okay, so this question was prompted by. The... So I have a search, an yes. eBay search, uh, every day that comes through email, uh, just um, for um, uh, right-hand drive cars, uh, and I'm not like huge into the JDM scene, but like I think there's some, a lot of interesting stuff coming out of japan now and so i keep a search out and like a early 2000s toyota harrier which is the lexus rx like popped up in the feed and i was like how is this here because i assumed that it was in the united states but it was actually in canada where mm -hmm. the rule is 15 years instead of 25 didn't it have a fender mirror it had a fender mirror yeah it had like all sorts of weird features that you didn't get here mm -hmm. uh that are like cool and kooky um and uh, anyway, so uh, I it got me thinking about uh, instead of twenty five years, yeah, because it's a we were uh, new for ninety six, but metric. Um, what cars would you import if you could import um, fit at fifteen years? Yeah, it's a really good question. I was really excited to think this, and yeah. unlike our last importation question yeah we did with current cars at a fixed price yeah i try to be more focused on this yeah. and also i made a rule for myself of no uh no porsches and yeah. nothing that's like 22 years yeah so like i tried to stick to 2000 plus 15 is not that long ago right because your car your is is uh how old is it? it's it's like 17 years old 17 years and the lx is 14 years old so um like that's kind of in the wheelhouse of cars that we would be looking at anyways yeah yeah so yeah. um so go ahead so basically 2000 or 2005 um so okay let me consult the list here hmm, hmm. okay yes so, I have a bunch. Ooh. But yes. 2005 Alfa Romeo Brera. Oh. It's a really cool looking hatchback. Yeah, yeah. Like sports coupe. It's almost yeah. like a it's almost like their um Scirocco. Yeah. Which that is not eligible, but no. I do love those. And that's is that Fiat based? Like is uh, it basically a front wheel drive? I I think it's like I think I, it is front wheel drive. I think it was based on like the 159 or something like oh, sedan. Okay. Like it's it's related to that. Yeah. They, they both looked cool. Um, yeah. It was, it was a cool car. Yeah. Um, another, I put the, so the WRX STI S202, it was like the original bug eye, mm -hmm. but like the hottest version that we yeah. never got. Yeah. Um, anyway, Clio V6. Ooh. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Clio 182 trophy. So I used to always read Evo yeah. and, car magazine and they would always you know have the best driver's car of the yeah. year car of the year whatever and there would always be all these like random hot clios and magans that yeah. were just literally updated every year to be better and yeah. sharper and cooler yeah. and so the clio 182 trophy is among the best because harry metcalf uh you may know from like youtube but he, he ran evo magazine yeah and after that car of the year he loved the clio 182 trophy so much that he bought the press car and kept it. Oh, wow. And so he still has the 
that car oh, from that cool. test that's very because cool. it was that it made such an impression on him. It's just cool. Like I, I would not know where to begin to picking all of these cool Clio's and Magans. Yeah. But, um, one of those, like, cause they were always so forbidden and they were yeah. always like tied in with the formula one cars and stuff with yeah. naming and stuff. Um, I also wrote the Renault Magan RS, which was the hottest and fastest of the time until yeah. the next year. So I'd have the Oh five. That'd be the, the 15 year old one. Yeah. This is where, okay, this is where I get a little more interesting. Mm. 2003, mm-hmm. Mazda, mm. Roadster, oh. Coupe. Mazda Roadster Coupe? Yes. So the Roadster, the, Mazda, the Miata is called the Roadster right. in Japan. Yeah. And they made an NB generation Coupe, and they made like 500 or 1,500. Um, wait, when did they call it just the Roadster? That's, that's what the way it's been named in Japan. I thought it was the, uh, oh, I should know Unos. It wasn't a Unos. It was, the original was a Unos Roadster. Was it? I thought there was another name for it. God, now I can't remember it. And I knew this all day. Anyways, go on. Well, so that car is interesting and that would be really cool. And it's weird. Uh, And if you've seen a picture of the Miata Coupe, it is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Because we saw one at Radwood that Chris. Well, that was a prototype based on N.A. So that's a one-off yes. made from like paper mache, and so it's very heavy. And uh, the the NA Miata Roadster, the NA Miata Coupe is really cool, but it was a like concept car. This was a production car made from the NB, and uh, and it's neat. So, all right, you're uh, right. It is a U- Unis Roadster. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, two thousand Ford Racing Puma. Ooh. I loved the Puma and, I, and, cool. the, and the racing Puma was the cool one. Yeah. It was blue and yes, we've yeah. talked about the logo on here before, but it's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, TVR 350 C T50 T350 C. Yeah. That was like one of the craziest looking TVRs yeah. and it was conveniently around Oh five. Wow. So this was the one that's quite the list. This is the one I think I'd have, and this is kind of lame and it actually ties mm. into what you just talked about, yeah. but it's not that lame. Huh. An Alpina B3 3.3 wagon six speed E46. Uh, I was going to go for, I was going to say Alpina's on my list. But this one, so I found this specific one yeah. for sale in the Netherlands. Yeah. And oh no, it's not linked there. Uh, but yeah. it was, anyway, it was, uh, so I wrote down what it said about the B3 engine because it was very interesting because yeah. this is, it's the board out. E36 M3 motor. Yeah. US spec. It's, it's so weird. A, it's a 3.3? It's a 3.3 made from the US 3.2. Yeah. So yeah. it's like around, uh, God, what does it say? I think it was around 280 horsepower. Wow. And it just seems like a perfect engine. It'd be cool. Made. Yeah. It's and it's, it's like more refined because it's an Alpina in theory. Yeah. Uh, it had some slight graphics. Yeah. It's a manual and it's just, it would be neat. So that'd be very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that uh, was my list. So even though this is uh, a question that I came up with, I did not actually give it that much thought. Well. Um, but speaking about that, uh, so I was going to say I actually had thought about um, Alpinas on this list because there are several Alpinas that are, I mean, basically all the Alpinas are available. But but what's an Alpina? What is it? Like, what are other interesting Alpinas from like, 2000 to 2005 um, that we didn't get. Diesels. Like, plenty oh. of diesels. Fast diesels, which I think would be kind of cool. But I'm going to set that aside and say okay. that you could get a... 
I'm going to go towards the obvious and topical mm. and E91, um, but a, with an N54. So, our did N50- they make that in 05? Uh, I guess they might have because the E90 came out in 05 over there. Right. I remember. Yeah. So in Europe, at least. Um, so I think it probably was not until 07. So that wouldn't technically wouldn't okay. quite make the cut. Just sure. Yet. Let's just pretend. Yeah. Which I think would be cool to have a 335i um, wagon. Mm-hmm. Unreliable as it might be ever more so. Um, it would be like about as good as you can get, as close as you can get to a fast wagon, uh, or an M wagon, I guess, from the factory, mm-hmm. uh, or three series, I guess they, they did make the M5 wagon over there. Um, I thought about, I basically am trying to think back to old Top Gear days and like all the weird cars that they were, it was normal to them. Yeah. Like, so you could get like an SVT Mondeo, which would have been a, a Mondeo wagon, which would have right. been a contour yes. wagon, mm-hmm. an SVT version, which I think would actually be pretty cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Even though I don't like, I wonder if like, because you and I look fondly back fondly on the SVT contour. Yeah. I wonder if we drove one today, what our feelings and thoughts would be. I mean, the, on I, that. I found the interior to be revolting even in like 2000. So well, I don't know how bad I would see it now. Yeah. It was just so beige. That was the genesis of the like lots of oval things going on. But it was, it was just the, it was like the, there's certain something about the beigeness of it. Yeah. It was just, it was bad. Yeah. No, it wasn't good. I wonder uh, how the Mondeo like ST 170 or whatever, like how the Euro one was different, maybe on the inside, maybe. Probably not. I probably wasn't that different. Like in theory, that was <laughs> that was supposed to be the nicer interior from Europe. Like when, um, say, like when the Focus came over, the first Focus, that was like basically a world car designed yeah. in Europe, yes. brought to America, and it was a higher quality Ford interior. It was, but so I always heard I mean, maybe if I read in like Evo, yeah, that the first Focus they benchmarked like the E forty six, which I thought was just so cool. Like the idea of, that is very cool of suspension tuning and like having yeah. this much 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 more expensive and that's rival. the thing it was a very sophisticated like compact car like for the time and it mm-hmm. sent it did set i think a benchmark because instead of um you had this kind of trickle down effect because you could spec out a focus in europe at that time to like a thirty thousand dollar level and yeah. now today that's very normal right um but I think at that point, like you couldn't, that's like two Ford Escorts, uh, which they were selling at the same time. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was cool is that the design, like that was the first well executed new yeah. edge car, like yeah. the new edge design language. Yeah. And it trickled up to like the rest of the yeah, lineup over did. time. But that was the first successful one. No, I, you know, I had a friend who had one. I remember just the switch gear felt so much better. Like, even the door lock mechanism, like oh, instead yeah. of like, you know, like a haphazard clack right. when the door locked, it was like this, like a slow, like, zhunk. Oh, um, like it was so like motorized. And we just remember thinking this car feels so high quality for mm-hmm. like the level at which it's supposed to be existing at. I wonder what the base price of a ZX3 was. Cause I mean, it, it, yeah. it had to be like. 15, 20, maybe even less. I mean, we're oh. talking like 1999, money so yeah 
I don't know. Um, I'm gonna. What are we, what are we guessing? I'm gonna say thirteen nine. I'm gonna say fifteen. Okay. At least because it was nice. It was nicer. Uh, so who's gonna look at? <laughs> oh, I mean, I would look this up later. Oh, fine. All, All right, right, whatever. Um, Do you want me to look it up right now? Look it up right now. Okay, we'll cut. We'll cut out the. So based on the blurb, on Edmonds, yeah, it says base prices range from twelve two eighty for the three door hatchback ZX three to fifteen seven ninety five for the SE wagon. So we're both. And right. That was the year two thousand. So wow. I specifically asked about the ZX three. Yes. But yeah, sure, we, we're both right. Um, wait, so oh, so that was just like the range for the entire. Yeah. Like okay. Oh. The wagon base price was like fifteen seven, but the ZX three, the hatch, the yeah. only one that I was caring about, was yeah, the, was twelve. Okay. Wait, was it called a ZX three? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I guess it was. Fine. Um. Well, that's cool. That we were both right. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to argue about here. Nope. Amazing. Um, well, okay. So I'll go on. Since I did not give this much thought, my imagine. Okay. Jesus Christ. You have the loudest yawns. <laughs> um, Where's the cough button? Damn it. Damn it. Oh my damn God. it. This is really going off the rails. <laughs> How long has it been? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Okay, so I did not, because my imagination is limited and I haven't given this much thought, I'm going to go ahead and just, cars that I can think of, weird cars. What, time, what about a Renault Aventime? Ooh, that's cool. Like, it's probably a terrible van to drive, but yeah. it's iconic. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, oh, I was about to say the Fiat Multipla that, of the era, <laughs> too, the cartoon-looking yeah thing it looks like a it looks like doug's parents car or minivan or something is that like ready that might when did that debut i want to say it was like 95 to 2000 maybe something like that yeah fit gets in right in the era uh again because my imagination is limited uh i would actually go for like a modern day um or of the era Short wheelbase G wagon because of the cars that oh, I yeah. was looking for, but like you get something with a little bit more modernized, uh, with the modern power plant. I wonder if you could get an AMG two door. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. Uh, so I don't know if that did, actually exists, but I did try looking on like international Mercedes websites to see if you could get like an interesting spec on a current G wagon, and yeah. you cannot. No. You cannot. They're all boring spec. But I mean, like, I thought in other markets, maybe they got yeah. better ones. Um, You would think. Well, they... Oh, you know what? I've gotten... So equivalent to that. So a nice um, short wheelbase G-Wagon would be cool. I think the opposite would also be cool. The utility spec, uh, which wasn't made available over right. uh, in Europe. Yeah. So I don't know if you get that in short wheelbase, but basically it was the... Um, I forget the model designations now for the G wagons, but basically, um, at the time they produced two different versions. One was a nice version and one was the utility spec version based on the old, old, right. uh, uh, trim lines basically. And so, uh, the only thing that was modern about it, I think was the head unit, 
Otherwise, it was the same car that you could have bought in 1985. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, it, I feel it was like basically they were expecting it like the Tradesman special, except that it was still seventy thousand dollars. So um, that is a very specialized uh, need, I guess. Um, yeah. The only other things I can think of, like off the top of my head, that I would want to import, <laughs> maybe a newer spec Toyota Century even though it's the same car that you oh, also yeah. could have gotten in 1985 <laughs> and 1965. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah. I, Here's a, I have a question for you. Yes. What was the last Celsius? Because they kind of, they, if, am I wrong? They kind of phased it out once Lexus came to Japan. Yeah, Is that correct? Did. Yeah. So true. what was the last Celsius? It was the... Um, technically second gen. Okay. Yeah. Technically okay. second gen facelift, uh, which by the way, like they refer to those as series. So you're right in that it's technically not a full generation, right? but they call it series. So my cars is a series one. Uh, the facelift of that is a series two, I believe. And then the 95. So the new one, the second gen is technically a series three, something like that. I forget how it actually goes. I didn't actually pay attention to the, uh, minutia, okay. but as that goes, so yeah. I would get like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, that, again, that's just more of like a, that's so like, uh, like such a myopic <laughs> like list, like, Oh, I'd have the same cars that I have now, but different. Yeah. So, um, if, if, if we opened it up to Porsches, would you add anything? Oh, I mean, I really don't think that there's a lot post-2000 that they didn't <sighs> sell here. The only thing is the 996 GT3 RS. I was about to say, yeah. I can't think of anything that. else that, like, really you couldn't get here. Right. Um, yeah, no. That would that would be actually pretty... I, I sh That was the list right there. So, yeah. a short list, indeed. Yeah. So, Because Alpinas were kind of the big thing that I was thinking of that we just really didn't get here. I don't think there were any like other than weird variants uh, of Mercedes's Mercedes cars. Can you say Mercedes's? Is that the plural? I never thought about that. Um, Mercedes's Benz. <laughs> Mercedes Benz. Like Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Um. Oh. Hmm. No. Sobs. <laughs> No, because we didn't get, um, we got all the same yeah, they were terrible still GM, GM. <laughs> <laughs> rebrand, rebranded cars. So, nope, not even cool sobs. Um, so, speaking of Mercedes, I have another question that I posed. Yes. It's really dumb. Yes. But, um, okay. So, we, especially me, I complain about numbers in luxury car yes. model names. Yes. Um, and I went down, and I won't read all these, but I found a list of these numbers. Mercedes-Benz, mm. currently, mm -hmm. E350, mm -hmm. two-liter inline four. Yep. E450, mm -hmm. three-liter V6. Numbers, what did they mean? Mercedes-AMG E53. Mm -hmm. What do you think's in that? Six-cylinder. Yeah, but what... What arrangement? Who knows? Okay, well, that's an inline six Amazing. hybrid Amazing. turbo. Amazing. Um, Mercedes AMG E63S. That is a four liter V8 turbo. So, 
uh, BMWs is bad. Audi is as bad. Here's the thing too. Yes. Like it used to be that when you had a E63, C63, anything 63, you cared that you had the 6.2. But I don't think anyone who's buying any of these cars now care what's in the engine bay. They just care that it says AMG on the back. That's right. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, would, do you have any ideas for like a solution of what you do? All right. So I'm, I'm before I ask that, I, it's, it's, I know I do sound like a hundred years old. So I'm like, the yeah, it's, the curmudgeon, it's no, a curmudgeon but, argument, but it's, it's, it would be, yes, except like it comes from such a like shitty empty place that like, we can't take these numbers off the car because your neighbor has to know that you still have a big displacement, even though the car doesn't. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you can't, it, it comes from such a shallow, like hollow, horrible place that these numbers are there just to like as this yeah, chest puffing exercise. It is because what what is an E forty three say for and instance? I'm not even talking about AMGs, I'm talking about like the E three fifty and E four fifty and they're stupid names. They don't mean anything. In BMW no. speak, uh like I understand 328 has like a historic nomenclature going back to the 20s. 340 is a stupid name. 340 has no history. 340 is misrepresenting what's in the car. Yeah. Like we shouldn't have a 340. No. Um, So, I mean, without being a research group paid millions of dollars that they should use or something, but I just, my spitballing is, you know, it should just be, there should be BMW three. Like it should just be the three series. And there shouldn't be sub things. And then and the and the five series. And then maybe they have like a should it word. just say three series spelled no, out on the no, back? No, because maybe there's a word name that is that because they all right. Should it say three series grand coupe spelled out on the all from one taillight to the other? It already does. <laughs> so uh I don't know. They I understand they need to still have differentiations for money making purposes sure, to yeah. Right. Upgrades, Same engine, tiers. but tuned differently for different pricing structures. Yeah. You have to have these different prices yeah. and then you have to have facelifts, I guess. I don't yeah. know. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. I, I, I kind of wish there was a name name. German cars got themselves into, I can, I, I can kind of see, I, I don't, I'm not on board with it, but I can kind of see how the marketing department has basically been turned upside down because now engines don't matter because it's all the same engine or weird variants that don't mean anything you can't like wrap a brand around it anymore Mm -hmm. so what do you do and i guess this is the point of the question because we blame it on like oh well they don't care and i agree to some extent that's probably part of the case now like they don't care about what they used to care about and so what can they do like at this point uh to make up for it like the technology has now surpassed I guess the naming technology or yeah, naming but, abilities, but, but come up with better naming abilities. Yeah. Like now is where marketing actually has a job to do Yeah, and it's differentiating these well, tiers of things. I agree with you. Like say for instance, BMW wants to place itself as like future tech, like car company. And so, which yeah, has no investment in electric. Yeah. Vehicles. So a BMW three, <laughs> unfortunately I think then, Tesla will come back in a huff and say, well, whatever. So, I mean, I guess it would just be for the three. I got to say, though, um, Tesla, at the very least, has a solution for that. Like, mm-hmm. And their solution is that they have everything as a model series de- designation. And so they can name it anything they want. Right. Um, and it's 
it's not like an overly ambitious name. In fact, it doesn't mean anything. Um, Model 3, Model S, Model X, Model Y. Um, there's no commonplace, except that it kind of doesn't not make sense. Like, as in, we don't question why a 3 is called a 3 and why an S is called an S or why the Y is called the Y. Right, and then they differentiate with the kilowatts. Yeah. Which is, like... So they're accurate. Actually, I mean, like three series, uh, like if they had some sort of three series designation, like you call it like, oh, I don't know, 300 or you just call it like a three series of 328 or something like that. And then you call it four liter or two liter, two liter turbo, two liter turbo plus, whatever. Like you could simplify the naming. Yeah. Convention. I don't, I don't know. Like, I think, I think there is. I think the the industry that like there's such a blowback on all these alphanumerics, especially once like out like Infinity and Cadillac have tried to get in on it and have done so poorly, and it's just it does and it 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 is very bad. I think everyone sees it as bad, and yeah. I think there maybe I mean Chinese market notwithstanding, I think there may be a return to name names. Like Lincoln has name names. Yeah, but people... do you see German cars going that route? I mean, it's yeah. I saw from Porsche, obviously. Right. Um. I don't know. Like Mercedes could have like the E class, and then there's like a red series or a black series or something. Or you have like, or or if you had some kind of name that has something in the history. So I did yeah. find. So I was going through the lineups, and I did find. So Audi and Jaguar both have things where it's so in Jaguar lineup, Jaguar they both have a weird like number. So this is Audi. This is mm. from a thing I found. Audi has the number 30 mm-hmm. for miles with, for models with between 107 and 127 horsepower, mm-hmm. 35 for 145. It goes all the way to 70 is for models with more than 529 horsepower. <laughs> so I was looking at midsize sedans. So yes. you can get an Audi a six premium plus uh, 45. TFSI. That's a two liter inline Christ. four. And then Audi also has an A6 Prestige 55 with a three liter V6. So talk about nomenclature that no one is going to ever understand or know about. Like you slot within this horsepower range. I mean, I guess it, it's better than displacement since displacement doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. I guess. I it's, mean, it should just be like, um, Slow, medium, fast, basically, instead of, like, right. a horsepower designation. Well, and then Jaguar has... They also have numbers like 25T and 30T. Both of those are... This is all same. current day? This is all current day. I was what on the... the current websites. What? Um, but Jaguar also has different tiers, like Prestige and R-Sport and sure. Checkered Flag and Portfolio. But those are so generic. Those are generic. Maybe you have... It's it... kind of like... It's very similar to Range Rover, though. Yeah. But if you had ones that maybe tie into yeah. the history more and you... And on the used market, it doesn't matter because they're all worth $10,000 <laughs> after <laughs> five years. But... Um, um, yeah. I, I did... I, I remember hmm. Jaguar was going to go to some system where it's like... 380 or 400 and stuff like that and then they backed away from I it. almost wish they would just be as simple as just set a like numerical designation like um entry middle and best and just name it like you know here is series 2 series 6 series or series 4 series 6 or whatever like basically mm-hmm. oh yo oh, you've got a 6 level right series 6 level car oh amazing like how impressive as opposed to like that, 
like I've already forgotten what you've just said as far as like, oh, how many horsepower do I have? I don't know. Right. Um, I don't know. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's terrible. Yeah. Like another solution is to stop having, and this is, I understand this is a curmudgeonly argument, but yes, to stop having so many variants because again, we've talked about this before, like BMW's whole model lineup is basically they have designed a car for every single niche of potential niche interest. Meaning like, oh, you want like not the best, Mm -hmm. but better than the base, but also it needs to be like uh, an M, it has to have an M badge, but not an M car. So here you have it. You have your M50i xDrive or X, see, I can't even do it. Yeah. Hang on. M uh, X5 M50 I X drive. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't believe I actually got that in one take. Uh second take, two takes. Um or whatever it is. Like or like actually Mercedes is even worse with the E43, the E53, the E63. Like instead of having like three variants and then they have the normal models too. So then you have like your E400, you have an E300, and then I don't know if they're... They're E350 and 450 and 350 now, and despite the fact that they're not... Yeah, more. like, and here's the thing is, who, like, I I don't understand how anyone picks anything. Like, how do you choose to spend your money, like, additionally? Like, oh, well, no, I'll have the 53 instead of the 43, because I don't want to spend the money for the 63, but I also don't want to be basic uh, and to get the 43. Like, I don't understand these. I don't think people are actually having these discussions. Right. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. Just get rid of the, all the weird variations. Remember when uh, Volkswagen had, like, the Wolfsburg edition? Yeah. Like, maybe something like that. That's a trim line. Yeah, I know it's a trim line. But maybe now if we we dispel of numbers. Yeah. I think for BMW, 3 Series is iconic. 5 Series is iconic. Having these other numbers attached to it that don't mean anything are just... It's just baggage. Yeah, I agree. And so if we attach like a name or a something, but that I, something that is close to the I brand what, history, I instead of like I would almost say like you know three twenty eight is a say for instance three twenty eight. The problem the problem with that yeah. is you're gonna have marketing dipshits, and then the next when you have the LCR, they're gonna say, hey, the three twenty eight. Well, we're making it better because it's got a new iDrive. So I know, so now it's got to be a three thirty. <laughs> And that just and that cheapens, you, and that gets you to three forty, which is uh, what we have now. Which, like I said, is and here's bad. the thing that, but, but the dumb thing is, and I'm sure they have marketing research to say otherwise. Maybe, maybe not. But like that, the typical buyer of that car could care less that it was formerly a three twenty eight, and now is a three thirty, and now is a three forty. Right. Yeah, like they don't care. Like they just care that it was the like cheapest bmw 3 series to get into mm-hmm. like and that is uh it and like they could just could have kept it like 328 you know spec a spec b spec c it's kind of i'm gonna go back to the thing that i know like a celsius has a type a b c and then an f package on top of that and it's very a you didn't study hard enough b you're okay at school c Hey, <laughs> nose, nose to the grind. Uh, yeah. so I don't know, but these are, these, are, I recognize that these are really like old man arguments because I don't even want to say like they should 
go back to what but they were doing. But I don't think this is like, I don't necessarily think this is working. Like I think that they're selling stuff because people want these crossovers and they're offering a lot of them, but I don't think it's, I don't think they're succeeding. Oh, no, no. I don't think like, I, I, I don't think brand, it's like the brand teams are not earning their money. Like no. as far as like the, all you've done is make car enthusiasts hate you, which I know you don't care because car enthusiasts are just going to buy used cars anyways. Yeah. Um, but uh, like you've just watered down these icons and it's such a shame because you're selling out your history for um, maybe a sale or two. Yeah. Um, relatively speaking, but, and just made a mess of like car culture in general. Um, so, cause can you imagine like as a kid, like you and I had very specific knowledge, like you could, you, we could rattle off every single BMW model designation. Oh yeah. And can you imagine a kid doing that today? Like all the stupid variants, like, Oh no, I want an E53, not the 43, not the 63. That's a bit much, you know? Well, how can you, how can you look at the company that makes the, the two series grand coupe and say like, Oh, well I still like what they do despite oh, the X2 and despite all of this. I mean, there's just so even, much crap. I know. And that, I, so I did see the grand coupe in person yeah, this past week. Yeah. And it, it looks just like a, it, it looks more like a really small, really cheap X4 than a Corolla, like in yeah. the pictures. But also I think it was flattered because I saw it in the showroom. Mm. And so if I had seen it like on the road at a distance, I think yeah. I'm like, Oh, that's a, bloated Corolla but yeah. it in real life it uh, close quarters it it looks like a slightly smaller like x4 it's got the uh, same taillights and everything yeah so uh, essentially not useful as like it's pretty it's, so it's small in dimension is it two by two two uh, two seat two I seat? don't know oh, okay I don't know yeah I don't know who that's for either like I mean, that's for people who want the cheapest BMW you can get. I guess, yeah. I remember, like, even as a kid, I admired the 318 uh, Ti. Yeah, totally. Like, I thought that was, like, I mean, it was the cheapest, and it was clearly, like, an economy BMW, but it was still cool. Right. And I just couldn't... I well, couldn't, it was still true to the 3 Series yeah. in this, like, weirdo way. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's still rear-wheel drive. Can you... And I couldn't imagine, like... Uh, a 12 year old now looking at like a two series and saying, yeah, no, that's pretty cool still. Right. So, uh, or an X2 or any of, any of them, um, like, and I know that that's not what makes money, but it kind of did. I mean, like those kids who grew up like admiring those, well, they all went, grew up and bought today in 2020 uh, E39 M5s and E46 M3s. Yeah. So they're not buying new BMWs. So the, it doesn't matter. We're, we're, uh, we're a demographic that kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I remember looking at the BMW lineup like five years ago and thinking like, I can't imagine BMW being worse than they are now oh. and <laughs> being so wrong. I know. Yeah. And that's just it. I like, mean, I didn't even like this stuff five years ago, but at least it was like, Oh, there was some things. There. All these disposable cars. Like, and that's just like, I feel like so much, like all the luxury marks almost. Yeah. Maybe not all of them. Who is like, okay, let's turn it on its head. Sure. Who is doing things right? Uh, I was Volvo. about to say, 
Volvo. But I, True. I don't know if they're dynamically good to drive. I just know they look good and they don't offend me. They do exactly what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. in that it is a numb driving experience, but mm-hmm. it's meant to be a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah. So it's good at that. And the styling is faultless. Yeah. Like you can't fault the styling. It is just so like discreet and every line is exactly where it needs to be yeah not trying to be exciting Mm -hmm. so uh and did you see that the s90 and v90 or s80 and v90 got a facelift after i think it's been out since 2015 so it's kind of an old car now yeah uh but it looks even better like they cleaned up the lines that were already clean Ooh. yeah um so i think it's one of those things that it's not meant to elicit feeling. It's meant to be the opposite. Like it is meant to be serene. Yeah. Uh, which is probably also why like people have no feelings about them in the secondhand market because they're just, they're probably more faster depreciating than like a used Jag or, uh, or an AMG or an AMG, new AMG for that matter. Um, but so they're doing, they're doing it. They're at least on point and on mission. Cause I think for the most part, that's how all their cars have been. Even the R cars were good, but not the, good those, in like okay, an uh, M car way. Okay. But those, I've driven a handful of those Volvos from the mid 2000s, yeah. whatever I consider anything like anything from like 99 to 2015 yeah. Volvo, like never appealed to me. I know you have a thing. You have a chip on your shoulder about like. No, I just. Uh, you're I one of those like. Why do people like Volvo? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm well, just saying I personally didn't. Yeah. And in a time when BMW was making better cars, I more interesting cars dynamically. I feel like you couldn't start your interest in Volvo of of that era. I think you would have had to have interest in like Volvo's true boxy days, and then it just kind of spills over into. But didn't they, they abandoned the boxy. They did, but like there was still kind of a Scandinavian influence and like a nod to history, mm-hmm. like in those cars too. And I think it's a bridge to right. get to like the modern day cars where I think if you were just coming out of the blue, you would not find those cars in like an S60 from, you know, the early 2000s, the orange with the orange. Yeah. Uh, I don't think if you, that's where you started your interest in looking at Volvos that you'd form a passion from that. Like, I think you would have had to go back to like when the turbo, that was like the first Volvo I drove was like an orange S60 2011. Yeah, no, that's totally like, do you remember if it was a T5 or was it a, I drove naturally. I drove a T5 and a T6. Okay. Um, I don't think I had a T6. Well, I drove Uh, one later. Okay. Anyways, d- uh, neither here nor there, because, like, at that I, time... I drove, like, S60s in V6 and yeah. in Line 5. Well, it's kind of like sobs, too. Like, the only reason why anyone finds interest in a last-of-the-era sob, they weren't good cars. Like, and for the same money, you could have bought an E46, um, an E46, mm-hmm. or even, an, actually, up till then, even an E90, Far superior cars, but the charm existed by way of carry through from history. Meaning mm-hmm. that if you found Saab charming in the nineties, eighties and nineties, you'll find it charming as like it's kind of like the oh, 
it's like it's like meeting like um the slightly disappointing son of a legend where you're still fascinated mm-hmm. you're like oh you're um i don't know whose son somebody's son sure uh and there resemblance is there okay but nothing else it's just kind of like it's just i guess um a whisper of the history so that's why i don't know okay so but you're right well i think volvo is doing things well because the design is yeah. amazing and are, are we talking about premium marks or are we talking about any car i was kind of talking about premium marks um okay what do you think uh premium marks man it's <sighs> tough it's tough lexus yeah I mean, but they've been on the, here's the thing though. You can't, it's not that they are better. It's just that they've done the same thing. Well, it's not that they're better. So they haven't changed. They haven't changed. Exactly. It's kind of weird when you look at, when you look at, so like I said, I was looking at all these specs and trim levels and it's like BMW and Mercedes. It's like two liter, four turbo, three liter, six turbo, four V8. BMW was a 4.4. When you get to Lexus, it's like. 3.5 3.5 liter NAV6. Yeah. And that just seems so antiquated. Not, to me, it's cool. Like, it's great. I love that that's in or the GS350. That they still have, uh, like, the GSF. They have the GSF. It's so, an actually aspirated so V8. The GS, the GS, as a car, only comes in a 3.5 NAV6 yeah. and a, in a, in a uh, the 5 liter And you know V8. what? And it works great. for they're Lexus. Like, so Lexus, I'm going to, okay, so I'm going to go back and reinforce that statement. Okay. Or rather, like, um, but this isn't like boldness with that's powering this. this no, is just like lack it's, of evolving. It's lack of evolving, but we're also kind of stating that about like sort of BMW, like, in because Lexus could do the same thing, but Toyota has always been kind of slow and steady. Sure. Slow and steady wins a race type deal. Um, so, but they're doing kind of what we're complaining about with the other manufacturers, and that. Uh, they're just producing the same thing and uh, same thing over and over and over with slight modifications and tweaks. And I bet you there is in our cars, which are like your car is nearly 20 years old. My car is again, like uh, 14 years old. I bet you there is the same, some of the same technology that could be found in today's cars from those cars. Mm-hmm. And not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, it does mean that they're not the fastest. They're not the most exciting. They are exactly what they are. Uh, but that's kind of Lexus's brand image anyways. It's this yeah. like, it's a solid, a solid steady as she goes ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want a, in theory, reliable, comfortable luxury or near luxury or luxury car, here it is. Like, it's not exciting. It's not going to have the latest tech. It's not going to be this or that. It's just, good i guess or it's just dependable from an experience standpoint Hmm. yes maybe i'm just waiting for you to respond you're just very quiet oh no i i I don't know i'm trying to think of other but there's no other luxury brands that i like what they're doing (laughs) infinity acura Uh, yeah (laughs) those are at the bottom i would say like those are car companies that are not only not doing anything uh there except for infinity which is just constantly changing changing the nameplate of the same car three different times long ago they did it once so long ago but no one knows what they are no yeah and they also haven't changed the cars since then no 
It's the same card, yes. Do they still sell the G37? They don't because it's a Q60 or yeah, whatever a, now. Yeah, that's the last one that was updated, and it was updated in like 2015. I mean, they might have, I think they've done a, a facelift yeah. on like the big SUV, but yeah. that's it. So premium marks are a hard one. In fact, I guess maybe they're the worst at all of that because Mazda obviously is a prime example of a car company that is, in my opinion, yeah. doing it pretty well, I doing it pretty so. right. Yes. And of course, they're as a result of automotive enthusiasts appealing to automotive enthusiasts. Uh, they are also kind of at the bottom of the sales uh, yes. situation because people don't want good cars. Uh, I don't understand what they want. So yeah, who knows? Anyways, since you're no. yawning, uh, I think, I think it's a, a podcast. podcast. So yeah. Folks, we're getting the signal here from <laughs> Kevin yawning that the podcast is over. So, all right. And plus, I'm ranting one way street here. All right. Uh, Anyways, thanks for listening, all. Um, please follow us on Instagram at new for 96 at new for 96. Also on Twitter at the same. Yeah. Send us an email at new for 96 spelled out at gmail.com. And that's, I think that's all we got. I think that's all we got. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.